Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Donald Trump has said that he would encourage a boycott of Apple, all Apple products, because, and let me just read you the most recent story from Reuters, not the whole story, I'll read you parts of it. The U.S. Department of Justice filed a motion on Friday seeking to compel Apple Inc. to comply with the judge's order to unlock the encrypted iPhone belonging to one of the San Bernardino shooters, portraying the tech giant's refusal as a marketing strategy. In response, a senior Apple executive speaking with reporters on condition of anonymity, why? Why anonymity? characterized the Justice Department's filing as an effort to argue its case in the media before the company has a chance to respond. The company did respond. They said no. The back-and-forth escalated a showdown between the Obama administration and Silicon Valley over security and privacy that ignited earlier in the week. The Federal Bureau of Investigation is seeking the tech company's help to access shooter Syed Farouk's phone by disabling some of its passcode protections. The company so far has pushed back and on Thursday won three extra days to respond to the order. Another senior Apple executive said Congress is the right place for a debate over encryption, not a courtroom. The executive said Apple was stunned that such a legal request had come from the U.S. government rather than a country with weaker traditions of protecting privacy and civil liberties. Yada-da-da-da. This is not a usual circumstance. And in my view, Apple is 100% wrong. 100% wrong. What would Apple or other smartphone manufacturers do if they knew that ISIS and their sympathizers were planning a major attack which would claim large numbers of lives, perhaps using a WMD, a weapon of mass destruction? Because we're told... And what we've witnessed in Paris and San Bernardino suggests the same, and that is exactly what ISIS is planning more of. Would Apple make the decryption happen then? What if the target were a major hospital, the Congress, a subway system, and the communication is encrypted on a smartphone manufactured by an American company that considers supposed privacy more important than saving innocent lives from terrorists? By the way, by the way, If there were real privacy, where criminal acts are involved, or alleged criminal acts are involved, the courtrooms would be a lot less busy than they are now. Paul Levinson joins me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm always glad to talk to Paul, professor of communications and media studies at Fordham University. He's been interviewed as a commentator on all types of media and social media by international organizations, writes op-eds for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, New York's Newsday, has lectured, lectured at Harvard University, the London School of Economics, and the University of Toronto. And he writes on the history and future of communications media and the U.S. First Amendment, that's freedom of speech. His most recent book is Touching the Face of the Cosmos on the Intersection of Space Travel and Religion. Paul, I, uh, I, I 
intentionally didn't ask what your thinking is on this, but I'm asking now. Well, I don't agree with you 100%. I agree with you about 75%. And to explain what that means, we're totally in agreement that one way or another, uh, the U.S. government needs to see what's on this terrorist phone because the, the U.S. government is completely right that for all we know, you know, in that 20 minutes or whatever it is that the FBI can't see now, maybe this person who killed these people, he and his wife, and Sam Bernardino, maybe he was talking to someone and planning something else that could be happening tomorrow. So the data needs to be turned over. But I don't agree that Apple is 100% wrong in their response to the FBI because from what I can tell, reading this over very carefully, and I might not have every conceivable piece of information, but it seems that what the FBI wants is for Apple to develop a new special kind of operating system that the FBI or any governmental agency can use to supersede the sophisticated encryption system that's now on all new iPhones. And it seems to me that that might be going too far. And I frankly don't understand why it just can't be worked out that Apple does the encryption of this phone and then sends the FBI all the data without giving the FBI, in effect, a pass key for all future iPhones with this encryption system. And I really would like to know the answer to that. Paul, I saw a news story uh, this morning. It actually ran yesterday, but I saw it quite early this morning. And the headline was, the United States would let Apple keep the software to help the FBI hack the iPhone. And the, the quote is, Apple may maintain custody of the software, destroy it, after its purpose under the order has been served, refuse to disseminate it outside of Apple, and make it clear to the world that it does not apply to other devices or users without lawful court orders. Well, if that's the case, then I would agree with you 100%. Because, look, this is a classic dilemma, a classic conflict between two enormously important rights. One is the right to privacy, the other is a right to live, to not be killed by terrorists. And, you know, back here in the United States in the 1950s, uh, when I was a kid, there used to be a question that would be asked of people. Would you rather be red or dead? Red meaning, would you rather live in a communist totalitarian state? Or would you rather die because your freedom is that important to you? And I remember even as a kid thinking that, you know, this is a pretty easy question, uh, at least for me to answer. I'd rather be red than dead because if I was dead, then that would be it. My life would be over. But if I was living in a totalitarian state, I could do things to change that. I could either leave the state or foment a revolution against the state. There are all kinds of things that you could do. So. I do take life and the preservation of human life as the highest goal, both ethically and what government should be doing. So if indeed all the FBI is asking is Apple to on its own 
develop this program and use it only pursuant to a court order to provide information, and in this case, eminently significant information, then uh, I'm 100% in agreement with you. I just read that from Associated Press, and I'll, I'll read it again. Apple may maintain custody of the software, destroy it after its purpose under the order has been served, refuse to disseminate it outside of Apple, and make clear to the world that it does not apply to other devices or uses users without lawful court orders. I'm thinking, as, as this was developing over the last couple of days, and one of the most frustrating things for me is I get on the air Saturdays and Sundays. I used to be a Monday to Friday guy, then I decided Saturday and Sunday was a better deal. Some days I'd kick myself on the backside for making that decision. Anyway, I find myself, Paul, um, having to stew about issues, think about them, and uh, before I can get to talking about them on the weekend. And there are times that I ju- adjust my point of view as the stories develop and as, as different angles develop. But on this one, it just seemed so cut and dry to me. We saw Paris twice. We saw San Bernardino. We've seen other um, terrible situations in, in Turkey, for example, um, and in Mali. If we know that there's communication taking place among terrorist organizations and terrorist groups and perhaps individual terror cells, that they're planning to take a significant number of lives or even one life. And that communication is taking place on smartphones. Then to me, all bets are off. There's a responsibility, not just a right. There's a responsibility to find that information, to disseminate that information, to pass it on to the appropriate authorities, whether it's police or special forces or a plane with a bunch of bombs racked underneath it. Uh, You need to do what you have to do to stop them. And if you don't, the giggling you hear is coming from Raqqa. Well, I I agree with you completely. But one important uh, clarification, uh, a point of fact, from what I've uh, read about the Paris attacks, there was initially a lot of concern that the Paris terrorists were using encrypted uh, phones to plan and, and, and execute their terrible deeds. But I think in the end, it turned out that what they were doing was not through encrypted phones. But nonetheless... Well, I meant, I meant like Paris-like attack, Paris-style yeah, attacks. But I, I think what's going on here to some extent, and I, I sort of hate to say because I'm usually on the side of freedom of expression and limiting... That's important. Government. It's hugely important. It is hugely important. But there is a certain paranoia, uh, for want of a better word, that some people have that they don't want the government to have any power to do anything, even to go after criminals, because they're concerned that somehow their privacy will be compromised. I mean, I often say, only partially in jest, to the FBI, hey, why don't you, you know, hack my emails or whatever. I have pictures of all my books, you know, uh, in my emails and so on. So, hey, maybe I'll get a couple more readers that way. The the fact of the matter is 99 and 99 hundredths percent of the people in the United States have nothing whatsoever to be concerned about. The FBI is not interested in them. Paul, can I get can I get you just to hold on, uh, sure. take a break, and we'll talk some more. By the way, you, you feel free to call in at triple eight two two five eight two five five triple eight two two five talk, or in the Toronto area or anywhere in Canada if you don't mind spending a dime four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. 
416-870-6400, What side are you on? What side are you on? Should Apple be compelled to provide the information that's required to the FBI to make it possible to open that mobile phone, which was not the property of the mass killer, it was the property of his employer, should Apple be compelled to open it, decrypt the phone, or should Apple stand firm and say no and take it all the way they can in court? 888 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network. <laughs> 